Alright, what is up you guys? Welcome to the Abstract Audio Podcast. I'm your host, Derek. Um, here we are, Monday. I hope you guys had an amazing weekend. I hope you guys got a chance to check out the playlist. That's all I'm going to mention of it. I feel like I've been mentioning uh, a lot about the playlist lately. And it's just kind of like a dope little add-on content, I guess. Just if you guys wanted to check it out. Um, but with that said, we are going to get right into it. Um, so Yeezy season is upon us. Yes, more Yeezy news. Um, I just briefly wanted to touch on this. It's, uh, Art Basel Miami is wrapping up, um, and posters have gone up around the city, and those posters are of Kim Kardashian's Instagram page, um, in specific, the photos that she premiered or the outfits, rather, that she premiered in the photos um, of Yeezy Season 6 that were mentioned last week. So, um, and then it has, you know, the posters also have yellow tape across them, uh, bright yellow tape that says Yeezy Season 6. I guess this is, so the lines can be blurred here, because it is new age marketing, I guess, is what I like to call it. Um, but I also recognize it as being quite lazy, just taking the photos and posting them up and putting Yeezy season six on it. Like I get it, but it seems lazy. Um, this actually makes me believe that, you know, cause we saw this or, or something very similar earlier in the year, um, from the Jenner sisters. So, Kendall and Kylie, if you guys remember the shitstorm around their merch, you know, that was paying homage, uh, yeah, homage to Tupac and Biggie, and I think there were some rock bands in there as well, um, yeah, and, and the way that they paid homage was taking old graphic tees of those artists and posting a I believe it was like a yellow graphic of their Instagram photos, you know, fucking comments and all. So if you commented on that bitch, you won, right? Free fucking marketing for your handle. But yeah, so that extremely tasteless, uh, merch design that it makes me believe that Kanye was behind that as well, or at least had some hand in it. Now I get that Kanye's creativity can sometimes take forms that a lot of people don't understand um, or can be easily misinterpreted. I think that was one of them, or or more so like the meaning is lost in translation. Um, I think it was poor execution. Obviously, I, I could understand if you're looking at it from a viral marketing standpoint, it's going to, you, you even just releasing product photos of those t-shirt graphics i believe they went live like they were being sold um but even just releasing product photos of that shit is going to demand a response and therefore making it a viral marketing campaign um i don't think that it matters if it was you know an infamous viral marketing campaign or uh just received overall as a negative marketing campaign I think that just helps the virality of 
of what they're trying to achieve. Um, you know, we see that more and more often in the culture that just a, I mean, it's just the cheapest route to the most eyes, right? When you go for infamy. And, um, so I don't know, because it's so similar, I kind of feel like Kanye was partially behind that. Uh, or at the very least, whoever also suggested these Kim Kardashian photos. Um, these aren't terrible, these photos around Miami. I just feel like they're somewhat lazy. Um, and I guess it's good advertisement, you know, the Yeezy with Yeezy Season 6 going live uh, just last week. Um, but I believe damn near every piece is is um, a pre-order. Let me check real quick, but I believe every piece on the site is um, only available for pre-order. Let's see. Yeah, damn near everything ships March 1st. So, I don't know. Um, kind of fucking frustrating. I guess you're, you know, you're just trying to with any pre-order and and as we see these pre-orders become more and more common i guess it's just the artists behind the merch trying to get direct funding from you the consumer so that they can then go funnel that income into funding the actual making of the product um i don't know though i don't know if that works i feel like because I, I do remind you, I did mention last week in my run through of Yeezy Season 6 that the only thing I was really interested in that is financially reasonable, and even then, it's a fucking $300 pair of sweats. So that's kind of, you know, uh, a bit extreme, I'll say. But the only thing I was partially interested in was a blue pair or glacier pair of the sweatpants from the collection. But if that's available March 1st, and I gotta fucking give you the 300 right now, uh, I'd rather not. I'd rather it drop, and then, unless everything in the collection is gonna be straight to consumer, that would be kind of interesting. So only those that purchase it get the product, that would be interesting. Because then you would, I don't know, you would have to fucking make your decision. There would be no sale like we're used to with Yeezy clothing. Um... So, I don't know. That'll be interesting to see. I just wanted to try and briefly run through the um, the posters going up in Miami. Kind of interesting. Uh, kind of lazy, though. Ad admittedly, it's pretty fucking lazy. Um, Alright, now still on Kanye news. Uh, Kanye and Dame Dash are set to release a movie starring Cameron called Honor Up. And it's set to release in February. Um, so this, I'm guessing, is what was behind that uh, elusive or the fucking cryptic post um, from Dame Dash with him and Kanye pictured and him saying that big things are coming. And um, <coughs> so I believe this is what that was about. I was wondering at the time if it was uh, related to Yeezy sound. And I'm still interested in what's to come of that. Um, but no, it is their Honor Up movie. And so Dame Dash, Cameron, and Stacey, Stacey Dash are all starring in the movie. And Kanye is the executive producer. 
So the film is called Honor Up. Uh, Let me briefly run through the story for you guys. Uh, Dame Dash's new crime movie Honor Up is due for a February 2018 release. The news follows after a few pushbacks. It It was initially slated to release on May 25th, 2015. Originally titled Too Honorable, the project is directed by and starring Dash and Cameron and now lists Kanye West as an executive producer. Um, so was it a funding problem? I don't, I don't get that. And I didn't hear about this way back in 2015. Uh, but then again, I was likely very passive about some news like this, you know, not really giving too much of a fuck. Um, as of now, no plot information is available yet. However, IMDb and other sources show that Styles P, Smoke Dizza, and Murder Mook will be making appearances in sim- in smaller roles. Um, this is the first feature-length film from Damon Dash since 2005 State Property Blood on the Streets, which I have no knowledge of. I haven't seen that. Um, and then the trailer is available to watch the original trailer from back in 2015, which likely doesn't reflect that much of the movie currently. Um, so I thought that was kind of interesting, kind of a letdown. I mean, I don't really give a fuck about this movie, but uh, if it comes to Netflix, I'll likely I'll likely check it out. But other than that, you know, I don't really give a fuck about that. I am interested to see if you can tell Kanye's involvement, you know, or what his what his taste would look like in that role. Um, so I guess we'll see um, in February. Alright, next up, YouTube is reportedly going to launch a paid music streaming service slated for next year. Um, I think this is fascinating, especially with the aforementioned Yeezy Sound also being a potential music streaming service. Um, I guess this is the new way that music is going to be consumed. I mean, it's pretty apparent, really, at this point. Um, And it makes sense because, you know, I've noticed in my YouTube feed, um, more and more often recently, artists uploading every single track from their album. And I believe it has a lot to do with um, the... It was something with the way that they record or document plays of a song, um, YouTube was recently added to that, I believe it, I had seen an article sometime back, and, um, and so with that, now, I guess it legitimized it as a platform to put your music on, and more and more people clearly are using YouTube to listen to music, so I guess this makes sense, um, if they can provide competitive pricing, I say, why not, I think competition is great, Um, my only worry is, and it's mentioned here in the article, um, let me briefly run through the paragraph. Uh, according to reports from Bloomberg, the popular video streaming platform will be offering a subscription-based music service this coming March. Uh, rumored to go by the name Remix, the company's already in talks with Sony Music Entertainment and Universal Music Group. Um, and I believe that encapsulates most popular music. 
Um, the move is one which is positive for artists and musicians, as YouTube has undergone a long and steady history of criticism for not compensating talent enough. However, as a regular user, we can't help but wonder how this will affect everyone else. Uh, will we want to give up our libraries and playlists on Spotify and Apple Music for this? Will searching up a music video to hear a song we've got stuck in our head be that easy still? Um, I'm fascinated by this as well. I hope that they work out a system that is non-intrusive. One of the most intrusive systems, I would say, is on um, SoundCloud you know, making those playlists for you guys, I really try my best to find a high quality non SoundCloud Go version of each song, because I, I'm aware that if you don't have the, the SoundCloud Go subscription, I'll be, I think they have a promotion that's only like one, $1 for three months or some shit. Um, but I view that platform as largely just for you know, up and coming artists. Um, so it's, it's insanely annoying trying to add these songs to the playlist for you guys, knowing that it's only going to give you a fucking, I think it's like a 15 second clip. Um, just insanely fucking annoying. So I hope that they won't go about it in an annoying, obvious, obtrusive way. Um, and again, like, like it's mentioned in the article i worry that videos will not be nearly as easy to access you know it won't be the first uh the first option that comes up when you're when you search a video or something they're going to be shoveling their shit in your face you know so it's going to be their paid for youtube remix content um hopefully vivo i know vivo is still a big um a big player in a lot of the videos on YouTube, a lot of music videos, so hopefully that will kind of, but I don't know, it, hopefully it'll mitigate some of the annoyance that could come with this, uh, but we have yet to see, uh, again, I'm trying to stay optimistic, and I hope that, you know, in any market, more competition is better, so hopefully this will bring us, you know, more reasonable prices, uh, from from whatever platform you do currently use, um, so that again is slated for next year. Um, all right, now next I wanted to get into the official cause of death uh, for Little Peep. Um, so let me run through the article for you. On November 15th, influential singer-rapper, songwriter, and fashion idol Lil Peep tragically passed away at the young age of 21 on a suspected overdose. Now Peep's old, untimely death has finally been revealed. Um, according to a report from TMZ, the Pima County Medical Examiner, Arizona, found the rapper's cause of death came from the combined toxic effects of fentanyl and al alpraz alprazolam aprilo <laughs> fuck what the fuck is this shit um alprazolam is the generic name for xanax okay there we go um along with the fentanyl and xanax lil peep also had marijuana cocaine and the painkiller tramadol in his blood um 
The rapper's urine also tested positive for all of the drugs, plus opiates such as hydrocodone, hydromorphone, um, oxycodone, and oxymorphone. The medical examiner's office deemed the cause of death accidental. Uh, so, he was on quite a lot. Um, I don't know, just kind of wanted to give that as a follow-up. Uh, just because I feel like, you know, uh, past, you know, a young artist dying in such a way usually just gets, you know, gets circulated. And then by the time the official cause of death comes out, you know, it's kind of like on to the next story, unfortunately. Um, so if that offers a little bit of closure for some of you guys, you know, um, and RIP Lil Peep, I mean, hearing a lot more of his music on the radio uh, well, on Apple Music Radio, and, uh, and I like some of the songs, admittedly, maybe two or three, um, but it's fascinating how we get these rose-colored glasses when someone passes away, you know, because, I mean, calling him a fashion icon in that article, I mean, that's a bit of a stretch, but I get it with him passing away, um, it's just interesting the way that people show, you know, this insane, uh, just gratitude, I guess, and just thankfulness for your artistry, but only once you're gone, because I guarantee you, if he, had he still been alive, no one would have been writing, you know, that nice of shit on him, um, but that's just food for thought, it's by no means to give commentary on Lil Peep himself, uh, so R.I.P. Lil Peep, uh, all right, now, next, I wanted to get into a interesting story. Uh, Tesla is apparently building its own AI hardware. Um, so Elon Musk and Tesla are developing a custom AI chip. This news comes from the machine learning conference NIPS in which Musk attended. He's quoted as saying Tesla is developing specialized AI hardware that we think will be the best in the world. Um, according to the register, Musk went on to say, I wanted to make it clear that Tesla is serious about AI, both on the software and hardware fronts. We are developing custom AI hardware chips. Um, it makes sense. It makes sense to, I mean, we see how well, uh, in-house building works for Apple. I mean, not on everything. Of course they do license. I believe they, the screens from Samsung, and, um, but with Apple's custom chips, uh, I, I think they've seen a lot of success with that. Um, and it just allows them to really form the hardware around it. Um, so it makes sense. I think this is a, a smart strategy. Uh, so the article goes on, the tech could give Tesla an edge in the race of in the race to self-driving vehicles that many automakers are adapting to reduce processing bottlenecks. Um, at the same NIPS talk yesterday, Musk repeated his determined timeline of two years to get to level five self-driving, where humans can take naps in the back seat and let the car take the wheel. Um, we uh, he also pro- prognosticated. According to tweets by AI researcher Stefan Meredy, that AI might become exponentially smarter than humans in just five to ten years. Um, so a bit scary. Um, 
I think, again, I think it makes sense for them to develop more and more for their own product. Um, and that level five self-driving is fascinating. Uh, again, I think that's where we will really see it, it will become standard. People, I think, will be hesitant at first because it's something so new. Um, but it will be for the better. And once you have, you know, Ubers and, well, it's hard to say. I don't know if Tesla will start offering their own taxi-like service. Um, but I believe we will start seeing Ubers and that, that type of, um, use for being picked up and driven places. I believe we'll see it largely headed by these level five self-driving vehicles where you just get in and you, you know, it's more of an entertainment based, uh, interior. And then the car just more so just drives itself, um, I don't know, fascinating fucking times, people. Um, and then a bit scary at the end with, <laughs> with uh, Elon stressing that the AI might become exponentially smarter than humans. In period, that's just scary in itself. But then when you also mention a timeline of just five to ten years, and I think that sounds reasonable. I think we uh, don't really fully understand once this tech, you know, has its, once we have it running to where it can learn and continue to develop from what it learns, uh, there's, it's obvious how much quicker it's going to develop than humans, especially with it not having human detractors or human, you know, just distractions in general. Um, fascinating fascinating fucking times uh all right now <laughs> next is uh this luxury shopping bag trend and just you know i guess yeah i guess shopping bag is how you would describe it um so if you guys are unaware this was sparked by raf simmons recently collaborating with vu store um for an exclusive shopping bag that retails mind you it's a clear pvc shopping bag that is quote-unquote durable and waterproof um this bag retails for 235 us dollars um fucking insane and this has been a trend that we've really seen pretty much all year um Balenciaga recently released a collection of uh, $1,000 supermarket bags that are quote-unquote inspired by disposable plastic bags. Um, guys, this shit is fucking insane. So let me read a brief paragraph from the Balenciaga article. So the full supermarket shopper capsule is available to order now from the Balenciaga web store. The prices with prices ranging from 1,150 US dollars for a large bag to 950 US dollars for a medium sized bag, as well as releasing its plastic bag inspired collection. Balenciaga has also dropped off a graffiti luggage capsule. Um, 
which is insane in its own right, but this shit is insane. I mean, it is made of luxury lambskin instead of, instead of the typical plastic. Um, I don't know what commentary this offers on, you know, current culture. I, we see it more and more often these luxury bags that are clearly just a statement, I think. Um, but it's just fucking insane. Thousand dollar fucking shopping bags and just, you know, shit that I get the irony. It's shit that you would typically see like, you know, like valueless, right? Like a fucking Walmart bag that you get at the store. You just tear that shit up and throw it away. Um, but I don't know. I mean, I, I get the irony. A fucking thousand dollars seems like a kind of fucking backhand statement. Um, but then again, maybe I'm overthinking it and just trying to be outraged in today's culture. You know, um, you guys can let me know what you think. Give me your thoughts on a fucking thousand dollar shopping bag or a just the concept of a luxury shopping bag in general. Um, yeah, fuck the price. Just that, just that title, I think, should spark enough of a response alone. Um, I don't know. I don't get it, guys. Uh, I get the irony, but it's kind of, it's fucking ridiculous. I, I don't know. I just want, <laughs> I just saw this shit. I was blown away by it, and I felt like you guys should know that this shit exists. Um, all right. So last story is the latest in Conor McGregor news. Um, I know some of this news, at least the first part is somewhat old, but I felt like I wanted to cover it with the newer story just to kind of inform you guys, if you were unaware that this shit is happening, um, well reportedly happening. Some say it's a rumor. Um, but Conor apparently uh has a price on his head from the irish mafia so let me read through this article for you um conor mcgregor has again found himself at the center of a wild plot involving some extremely heavy hitters uh clever (laughs) according to various unconformed reports in ireland and the uk a threat has been made against McGregor's life over a sensational barroom brawl with Irish mafia figures. Um, the reports claim that senior members of Ireland's infamous Kinahan crime cartel are seeking retribution against the UFC lightweight, lightweight champion over an assault in an Irish bar. Irish police are aware of claims that McGregor allegedly assaulted a man with ties to Kinahan Lieutenant Graham the Whig Whalen, uh, one of the country's most feared gangsters, who was a key player in a long-running feud that claimed 16 lives in the early 2000s. Um, one report suggested the man, who is in his 50s, is Whalen's father. Uh, however, there is no solid evidence supporting the rumors that have spread through social media, in part thanks to McGregor, like wildfire. Uh, despite the lack of evidence, the story goes that McGregor on Sunday was at the Black For- was at the Black Forge Inn in Crumlin, the Dublin suburb he grew up in, 
when he is alleged to have thrown several punches after a dispute with a group of men. Uh, McGregor is alleged to have tried to strike one member of the group before the associate of Whalen's stepped in and was punched twice by the UFC star. The reports, the reports claim McGregor also punched a third man during the incident before he was escorted out of the pub and into a car. Um, Irish police have said they are not investigating the scuffle. Wait, Irish police say... Irish police have said they are not investigating the scuffle. That's fascinating. Um, there was also a tweet from the Irish Daily Star, which I'm assuming is a big um, news outlet in Ireland. And the front cover reads, Out of Control Star, Top Celeb Punched Mobster's Dad. Um... So, I don't know, guys. Uh, this shit is fascinating. The, uh, I don't know. Uh, I don't think, it's hard to say because the incident could have been sparked. It, it could have been a minor incident that has then been, you know, speculated over and over and sensationalized over and over. And Connor knowing, you know, being a master of media manipulation, you know, and keeping his name in the headlines, he could be not dispelling any of the rumors intentionally, you know, and, and posting cryptic posts like he, he posted an Instagram post, uh, or a video rather that just, uh, had a caption reading the celebrity and was just him in a hoodie with the, uh, zipper up over his nose kind of like a ski mask so I don't know it could be uh, again and and I think that is very possible that it's just Connor you know allowing the news to be you know over speculated on and sensationalized um that's what you do when you want your name in the fucking media right uh but it also could be it could be serious and I'm not too worried because I, I have faith in Connor's, uh, just his security, I guess. Um, but then again, I don't know, because with Connor's personality, it's hard to tell, you know, his true personality from his stage personality. Um, but he does seem very confrontational. So regardless of who he's with, if he's, you know, approached in public he's likely going to you know feed into the threat I guess um it's hard to say so that was what like maybe two weeks ago and we haven't gotten any further developments on that um but more recently which is that that news is fucking crazy in itself right um but more recently uh, Connor was out with Rita Ora, and this is more so, I feel like, news on Rita Ora, uh, she posted Instagram photos with Connor, um, that had a caption reading date night, um, obviously, Rita is fucking gorgy, but, um, I kind of feel like she's a fucking little homewrecker, right, um, it's hard to say, maybe they have 
uh, maybe Connor and his, I believe, wife or fiance, um, D. Devlin, maybe they have an open fucking relationship. Who knows? I mean, it's all up to our speculation, right? Um, but Connor was recently out at a club in, does it say where? Um, likely in Ireland, no, in London. Um, so Connor McGregor fueled Rita Ora dating rumors on Wednesday night, shouting her out at the club while patting his heart before showing love to his baby mama, Dee Devlin. Um, remember it was just a few days ago, Connor was hanging with Rita Ora at the British Fashion Awards, which is the awards that I, I was, uh, talking about. She posted pics of the two of them together with the caption date night. Um, fast forward to Wednesday night at Cirque du Soleil in London, where the Notorious was out with his bros, letting loose on the dance floor to the Notorious B.I.G. Um, Connor hopped on the mic and said, what's up, Rita Ora? And then put his hand over his heart. Moments later, he shouted out D, but no heart gesture that time. Um, I don't know if the the fucking heart gesture should be uh, taken that seriously. But uh, with the Rita Ora news, you know, and the pictures, they were clearly meant to be somewhat salacious. And, you know, so that you would assume shit. And I mean, with the caption date night. Um, I don't know. I feel like hopefully it is, you know, D approved because I, but again, with Connor being a young celebrity, you know, with kind of the world in his hand, um, that's kind of what you do, right? Like you, the last thing you want to do is be, be limited, I guess. That's an insanely shallow way of putting it, but you don't want to be limited in anything that you can do. So I could see how you would naturally, but I don't know, because Connor seems so involved in his son's life, right? I mean, every other picture on Instagram is of his son. So you would feel like naturally he wants what's best for his son. And I think that is obviously being with his son's mother but then this is like a once in a lifetime fame that not many people get even close to experiencing. So I don't fucking know. Uh, the only thing I could hope is that it's somehow de-approved and, you know, she's all right with the shit. But I think Rita's intentions aren't nearly as good. I think it's meant to, even if Connor was just out and Rita fucking, you know, gets those pictures, um you know, the most, uh, I guess, assuming photos of the two, and then puts the caption date night, I mean, you've got a fucking story right there, um, so who knows, maybe it's Rita trying to, in, I mean, clearly Rita trying to instigate, in my opinion, and, um, I don't know, I, I worry that this isn't going to turn out well for the Connor household, or for the McGregor household, rather, um, but God damn it, Rita Ora, you fucking homewrecker. Um, all right. Now, lastly, I wanted to introduce a new segment, I guess, now with the end of the year approaching. Um, well, damn near here. What? We have two weeks left. Um, 
Or no, maybe three weeks. Yeah, two weeks. Um, But with two weeks left, I wanted to, on these last episodes, uh, wrap up a end-of-the-year type, you know, kind of tongue-in-cheek segment that is going to be the worst of or the best of this specific topic. Um, And then as we get closer to the end of the year, possibly before the first, um, maybe even a little after, uh, I wanted to, of course, include a legitimate list of my own, you know, being album, albums of the year. And then, um, I don't know, other segments that are kind of, I'll decide on, like, I don't want to give you guys end of the year wrap ups if I don't give a shit about the, the topics. But, um, yeah, so these last, these, these couple little end of the year wrap ups are going to be, um, tongue in cheek. The ones that are upcoming towards the end of the year are going to be more serious. So tonight is the, let's see, what did I title it? The worst rap bar slash line from a song. So very specific. I have a very specific song in mind. Um, it comes from Faking It by Calvin Harris, uh, performed by Kehlani and featuring Lil Yachty. I think you guys know where this is going. Um, before I get into the, the bar, I wanted to give a shout out to Kehlani on her verse on this song in what is it her second verse when she says nowadays i'm just a bitch to everybody else fuck you and you i don't need no shoulders i'm good crying by myself fuck you too i just thought that that bar in bar layering was so fucking clean and it was some hard shit so shout out to you Kelani. um you did your goddamn thing uh as for lil yachty I cannot say the same. Um, I'm going to go ahead and read the whole verse to you. It's a relatively short verse. Um, And as I'm reading through it, just imagine what bar or what line I'm talking about. So, okay, Lil Yachty opens with Lil Boat, Lil Boat, Lil Boat, Lil Boat, Lil Boat. (laughs) That's five boats, five Lil Boats for you. Um... I'm not going to act like I don't love you, baby, because deep in my mind, girl, I know I do. True. Tried to search all through the world and not well, but I can't find a girl that looks close like you. No. I done made millions of dollars, but I'm still alone until I come home back to you. Yeah. I remember all of the times we were parked by your house. And laughed all on your avenue. Okay. Uh, whoa, you can't front. You're a stone cold diva. Yeah. I had to get counseling from my mom's. She's a heartbreak teacher. Oh, yeah. Remember that time I put those pepperonis on your face, made you a creature. Now I think about you every single time. I eat pizza. 
Go ahead. Give a guess. I'll give you time. We got time. What line in that verse do you think was so fucking atrocious? Now, mind you, I included this song on, I believe it was the second playlist. Um, and I wanted to include it on the first. But because of this verse and this line in specific, I didn't include it. The song was just so infectious and I felt like Kehlani did her fucking thing and more so it was its own vibe that I ended up throwing it, I believe, on the following playlist. But if you guys have heard this song, I'm sure you know what line. The line. The worst rap bar slash line of the year goes to Little Yachty. Four, remember that time I put those pepperonis on your face, made you a creature. Now I think about you every single time I eat pizza. Now, holy fuck, guys, I've never heard a line, one bar that can potentially fuck up a song for me. You know, I've always been kind of lenient, you know, not not too judging, Uh you know, I understand we're all going to have throwaway bars. I get it. Fucking pepperonis on your face, though, bro. Made you a creature, bro. <laughs> like, what the fuck? Um, I guess for what it's worth in comedy, it's good. Um, but as a fucking verse, a legitimate fucking line in a verse, in an amazing ass song, you get the fucking worst rap bar of the year, Lil Yachty. Congratulations. You earned that shit, motherfucker. Um, all right. So I'm going to continue this tongue in cheek series of end of the year things, uh, up until what a week or two. And, uh, and then I'll get into more serious end of the year shit. Um, but yeah, I just hope it will be a segment that gives you guys a little more personality a little more take on my thoughts on music or just you know what's going on in the world in general so with that being said that concludes the episode so thank you guys for listening i fucking love and appreciate you guys and you'll be hearing from me soon peace guys